We float, we float lighter than snow. In our life, where light is the only thing we know. Our window gaze stop counting the days, but the days these days are an icy new malaise. I search, I stand, nobody there but a man and his girl frozen in time. We love, we lose, scar or we bruise, but in time light up in greens and perfect blue. Um, good morning, jazz heads. Good morning, everybody. Um, thanks for joining us again this morning. I am chatting with Hannah Horton, um, saxophonist. I was going to say tenor saxophonist, but I think you play all of the saxophones, don't you? Yeah, although I, I don't really do soprano and alto not much. Okay, mm. when forced. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Um, it's really, really great to talk to you. Um, you were at Wakefield Jazz a couple of weeks ago with your um, quartet. Yep. Um, and it went down an absolute storm. It was brilliant. A uh, great selection of originals, fabulous musicians, obviously. Um, you had John Crawford on piano, Nick France on drums, and Rob Statham on bass. Um, all of these people have featured on your album, Inside Out, which came out in September 21. Yeah. Nice. It was really lovely to play Wakefield. Thanks for having mm. us. Oh, you're welcome anytime. It was, re- it was really lovely. Um, it's your first album, Inside Out. It was a self-produced uh, one I believe okay so it was originally going to be recorded I'm just trying to think back now um in 2020 right March 2020 yeah um but unfortunately my dad um just before we we heard about COVID coming over here my dad it became apparent he was losing his battle with cancer oh no so he went into kind of palliative care and I felt I needed to obviously be with him all the time. Hmm. And it wasn't the right time then to do the album recording. I mean, I didn't have the headspace. I didn't have the time to practice. You know, all these extra things that you need to be able to do. So I put it on hold and then lo and behold, who knew what was going to happen? It went on hold for quite a while because of COVID. Um, so... We ended up recording it basically a year later. Um, and what a different album it is from that. Okay. Because um, I'd written some of the tunes already before um, my dad passed away. But then loads more inspiration came after that. So kind of, I guess probably it was processing some of his death. And we mm. had COVID, we had time, uh, loads of reflection. Um, so that actually ended up being quite a kind of a twisty positive for the album okay which i think was good and and the band said oh give yourself time you know you don't want to jump into recording and we were given time we had to because of covid and um it made the album very special and personal for me which is why i called it inside out it's like me on the inside showing everybody on the outside um there isn't a track called inside out on the album 
so that's how it came about. And gradually it became more and more and more important to me. It was such a personal... I guess every artist will say their album is personal. It's what mm. we do. Um, it became more and more personal. And the the more I got into the writing and the feeling of it and the emotions, I thought I need to give this a real go and try and promote it, do some artwork. And it just became this bigger being than I expected. And I was mm. blown away by how well it was received because mm. I really hadn't released an album for ages. And when I released the last one, I didn't tell anyone. So I had no idea <laughs> okay. what was going to happen. Just a secret. It was a secret. Yeah, People go, yeah. oh, we do not know about you. I was like, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't tell anyone. <laughs> uh, I was always, I still am quite uh, shy as an artist. And mm. you you always worry, I worry, am I good enough? Could I have done more? You know, all those sorts oh, of things I come totally, in totally all the time. I totally understand that, yes. Yeah, those those horrible little thoughts that just pop into your head continuously as an artist. It's, yeah, really yeah. frustrating things. So I thought, give it a go. And that's been my motto since then. Keep giving it a go. <laughs> Best way, I think, isn't it? Throw yourself yeah. into it. and Yeah, brilliant. Um, your relationship with the musicians, why did you choose those particular ones? Have you, have you been working with these guys for a long time? I think you said, um, Rob, you've spent a lot of time with. Yeah, so uh, I used, obviously I've been playing jazz gigs for a long time and... Um, when I, about 18 years ago, I needed a bass player. I asked a really good friend of mine who's a kind of older mentor of mine, a great, amazing chap called Jeffrey Wilson, who used to teach me composition at Guildhall. And he said, oh, I just met this great guy, Rob. And as they say, the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Rob and I have worked together for 18 years. Great. So it was Rob... Then I think Nick came along. It's not like he came along, but we added, I found him. He's very local to me, actually, up here. And then John. So, but they're all on the first album. So we've been playing together for, for years. And I think you could probably tell that when, when we play. Yeah, it's completely, it's, it's one, of those, one of those bands you see where everybody, everybody knows what everybody else is going to do. I, I mean that in the best possible way. It's like the, there's, there's a real sort of security in the, in the ensemble. Hmm. Yeah, really nice to see. Lovely and to it's, listen to. It's it's nice. We all still give each other little surprises. I remember at the London Jazz Festival when we played Toulouse Lautrec last year, and we did keep walking, and suddenly John did these trills that we weren't expecting, and all of us looked at him and smiled, and it was caught on video, and it's so funny because it was yeah. just these little moments where we all have that little hee hee at the same time. We heard at the beginning of the podcast uh, one of your tracks from the album called Frozen Light which you were sort of quite keen to have on here. Why did you choose that one? Well, Frozen Light is one of those tunes that we haven't played much on the tour because Ian Shaw sings on it. And um, he, I have performed it once live with him when he came up to be a guest up, up this way. Um, and I've started playing it just as the quartet now because I wrote it originally just as a melody for the quartet um, on baritone. And then... I spoke to Ian. I said, oh, do you fancy singing on the album? He went, yeah, have you got any melodies? So I said, how about this one? And he went, this is an amazing melody. I want to do this one. And he actually um, wrote the lyrics, sent them to me. I wrote the tune originally about, um, you know, when it's really cold in January and there's like this hoarfrost. So all the branches in the trees, everything are kind of stuck with white crystal leaf frost. And then the sun shines through it. So it looked to me like frozen light. And I wrote it that Beautiful. day. Hmm. And then Ian kind of captured that and wanted to write lyrics about me and my dad. He knew my dad and he knew he passed away. Um, and kind of being frozen in that time with the light. So that's how it came from. And actually, we ended up recording that song um, a year after my dad was buried. Okay. So that was, uh, you know, like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, a bit freaky. <laughs> it's a, a nice anniversary track. Yeah, yeah. Sort of um, yeah. And it's not played much. Um, yeah. I'll tell you who does play it quite a bit. It's often mm. played on True Brit on Jazz FM when Ian oh, okay. and I have a gig coming up because it gets two of us in with one track. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Good, good plug. So that's why I chose, chose that one because it's just yeah. not heard much and it means an awful lot to mm. me. Yeah, sure. 
Um, tell us about some of your other things. We've we've had a brief chat um, just before, but you've got um, you do your jazz at the cottage, and you've just uh, told me that you've you have got a new jazz club on the yeah. way. Tell us tell us all about that, how that's come about, and and where that's heading. Okay, so uh, I live out in the country near Haverhill, and um, I have been running the odd jazz night there, maybe two a year. Oh, for many years. And it's just um, had a new manager and I went to meet with him and I thought it was going to be, uh, I didn't even take anything with me. I just went with my purse and my handbag. And uh, and I thought it was going to be, oh, thanks so much, but we're going to try something else. And he said, look, you're like a local hero artist and you've done amazingly well. How can we support you? And I was just like blown away by that. Like, wow, I know. Yeah. Never, never happens. <laughs> and an art centre really looking out for for local good quality stuff so i was like yes so he said should i give you a club <laughs> so i was like yeah great thanks yeah. uh i didn't even bring my diary with me so i had to make notes this was awful wasn't it i had to make notes on my phone i was like such a teenager and um so he's given me some dates for next year and then if it goes well the following year we'll have more regular slots Brilliant. He said I can name it. So this has been a real like dinner party conversation for oh, months. Oh, best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> naming, naming anything is hard. Like when you're trying to find a band name and things like that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So, so I've what come have up you with gone the, with? The Swinging Cat. Cool. Uh, Very nice. Hopefully it's a good name. It's really hard to know, isn't it? Um, and we're having a double page spread in the brochure. Ooh, mm. all about the band and what I really would like it to become is like a house band a, a really hot house band that guests actually want to come and guest with it's hard to be a guest with a house band isn't it because I, I just did one recently you have to put your trust in the band mm. uh, they're people you don't know who you play with uh, it's something you see a lot less of now isn't it like yeah. back in the 60s and the 70s or 50s 60s 70s it was a really popular thing so sort of all the all the big artists would come from all over the world to, to play with the house band up and down the country you know so but yeah it's it's a it's not as commonly seen now as, as it used to be so i don't know whether that's to do with people sort of creating stronger relationships with with people in their own cities in their own areas or or just how the industry's changed i'm not sure but it's but it's, yeah, I I love it. We had um um Greg Abate at uh, Wakefield Jazz last week. He comes every year, um, but he he was one of the sort of few big American ones who still comes over and uh, plays with house bands all over. But I think he he loves it. That's one it was one of the things he thrives on is just playing with different different trios um, every well two or three night, times a week. Yeah, uh, a, a few artists who I approached uh, to come and open it weren't comfortable not using their band. Uh, and having toured my album recently with Inside Out, there is that amazing feeling of knowing, as you said, what the band are going to do. You know the order of sure. the tracks, you know the feel. It's always going to be the right speed. Um, and actually, I love the uncertainty of having a dep in or uh, playing at the house band because actually some amazing stuff happens with that. Yeah. Uh, so we have Natalie Williams opening for us. Brilliant. April the 29th. Um, and then I've got Ray Gelato, I've persuaded Ray Gelato to come up and guest. Nice. <laughs> Which will be, be amazing such a fun well. gig. Two, two sax players, I don't sing, you don't hear me sing, but he's a great, he's, a great, <laughs> he's such a great entertainer. Really, we've got sure. such different styles, but I've guested with him at Ronnie's. Uh, we've done another gig as well. So mm. the two different styles will be really cool. So those are the first two. He's here on the 24th of June. Sure. Um, Have you got a website um, if people can check out or is it just a social media thing at the moment? Uh, well, hannahorton.com, you can see the live dates on there. Uh, and the rest is being done as we speak at the moment. But Yes, I think your website says um, for some of the dates, it just says exciting event coming soon something <laughs> like that so now now i know what the exciting event is that it said on your website that's good it was only finalized two days ago ben you're like was it? oh right so literally this is a this is a proper exclusive this morning wow yeah no one knows the press release amazing. hasn't gone out or anything brilliant <laughs> oh well we'll we'll big it up and tag everything and link to everything in the description of the podcast and make sure everybody everybody can find out about it and we wish you all the all the best and all the success for that one hope it works out really well Thank you. And then, sure then there's this other uh, weird thing that I've gone down is the live stream, which you, you mentioned, the Jazz at the Cottage, mm. which started just because 
my friends and family were saying, we can't see you, we can't hear you. And so we started doing that and that's just grown. In fact, it's in this room that I'm in now, my dining room. Uh, and now we've got like a black background, we've got lights and, and we have people tune in from all over the world, which is Amazing. really cool. So if and do you do you along. bring guests in and things for that as well, or is it just been yourself and um, your trio? Um, usually, it's me and Louis, Louis Thorne, who plays amazing guitar with all the pedals, so we can loop him and mm -hmm. he can accompany like the both of us and do other stuff. And I do percussion as well. Um, that's how we started in lockdown because he's in the next village, so we felt we were allowed to do that if we were two meters apart, and you know, yeah. and. Uh, I've played with him for many years, so it's always Louis. Um, we've had Fiona Ross as a guest. We've had Esther Bennett as a guest. Uh, we had Tim Lapthorne as a guest, amazing pianist. Mm -hmm. And actually, Tim is coming back to be the Christmas trio. Yay. Yeah, so it's going to be double amazing. bass, piano and saxophone. But the funny thing is, is that the bass just about gets in here and he can't sit under that. That yeah, I can beam. see the beam. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there is like a couple of inches to spare. And I didn't think sure. about that. <laughs> One thing that you, you mentioned beforehand, um, two things actually, you went, mentioned women in jazz media and J Steps, which sounds like an absolutely um, fantastic project. Tell us a mm. bit more about that one. Yeah, first off, we should say happy birthday to women in jazz media. They are two yesterday. They oh, were two yesterday. Happy so. birthday indeed. Happy birthday to them. Yeah. Uh, so, J Steps, um, I had this idea actually about four years ago before COVID hit of having a space for girls and non-binary to feel safe improvising in jazz. When I was learning jazz, um, I used to go along to this jazz workshop quite often and it was mainly, mainly boys. Uh, there were two girls. And we were encouraged to shout oi or boo to anyone who played a wrong note when they were <laughs> improvising. Right. Wow. That's supportive. And so I always felt that I wasn't good enough uh, I, and I didn't want to play. I just used to like play a few notes and just play the root because I knew I wouldn't be shouted at. I mean, I, I hated that feeling of being told off for something I was trying to do my best at. So... Mm. I actually, once I'd finished in that establishment, I actually put my sax down and I didn't play jazz sax for a long time. So then I fell back in love with jazz sax. So I didn't really come to it in a tr traditional way of learning patterns and learning standards. I kind of found my own love for it again. And I wanted to try and create a space where others wouldn't feel like that and they would feel braver and stronger in themselves. Um, so I took it to uh, a local music school who thought it was a good idea and then we managed to get it going last mm. year. So it runs at the Saffron Centre for Young Musicians. And you know what? They are amazing. Like Originally, we started having to be like two metres apart and um, they were really underconfident. And some of mm. them, even when you didn't have to wear a mask anymore, would still wear a mask because that's kind of a good barrier isn't it between you yeah. and other people yeah. Yeah. that's accepted and now they are just like take it on whatever and i can't awesome. believe the change in them not just their music but in their being and that means so much mm. to me that they mm. have grown and they all trust each other and sometimes somebody comes in and within 10 minutes they burst into tears and then everyone's like oh my goodness what can we do to help you know it's nothing to do with the music it's just a safe environment and they've all been like Oh, I need help, you know, and, um, and it's they've played the London Jazz Festival. We've got some other things lined up next year, and we've got a real amazing mix of ages. Um, generally, they're grade five and above, just so that they feel as though they know their way around their instrument. Sure. But we've got clarinets, trumpets, saxophones, piano, mm -hmm. uh, bass, drums, and a few we did have to kind of, you know encouraged to come along because we needed a rhythm section and you know what they're amazing mm. and now the piano the piano player katie uh not only do, can we lift the lid a tiny bit she puts it right off now yes <laughs> amazing yeah oh so that's i mean it just sounds such like such an amazing project hannah really really great yeah um, i'm so chuffed with every time i come away from them i just think you guys are just wonderful yeah 
do you um, write for them or do you do you sort of arrange do you do a mixture of things do you sort of tailor stuff specifically for people in the in the group i i had a tune that i'd already written that i took to them and it was called blue buttons a bit of a rubbish name but it's just a title working title and i said do you like this tune they went yeah i said great let's just tweak it and it can be your theme tune so wherever we go <laughs> they have that tune and it's got like a clave rhythm to start with so we can get the audience clapping and they love mm -hmm. that bit and, uh, and i've done some arrangements and recently i'm trying to get them to do some things from memory mm -hmm. some standards and harmony uh, because we played three four of the saxophones in the rhythm played opened actually the evening jazz cafe posk um it was called sophisticated giants we had maxine gordon like mm -hmm. dexter gordon's wife over so wow. we played some dexter okay. tunes to okay. open it and she was blown away by them and uh, and they were shaky you know they were really nervous but <laughs> yeah but to have done that without any music would have been so cool so absolutely we are working on the from memory thing which is another level of worry isn't it absolutely it's yeah it's a complete confidence builder i think when you can have a couple even just one or two songs that you can you know you can just relax into yeah and not have to think about it so it's a re it's a great thing yeah oh amazing i'm pleased that's going so well how long have you been doing that a couple of years did you say yeah i think yeah. we started in spring last year which was 21 mm. and um it's quite tough getting it heard about yeah so if you want to mention it that'd be great um yes. i know it's a bit of a way to travel it's in saffron walden but it's only once a month it's for two hours and sure. we have deluxe snacks ben do you <laughs> well that's snacks it make all the difference i'll jump on the train now then pringles uh yeah. chocolate you know we uh we do have some healthy stuff but generally we don't like the healthy stuff uh and i have a bit of fun make, haven't you it makes a difference they're like oh yeah. what snacks have you got today um but we are we do have the odd open rehearsal for people to come and audition so you don't have right. to like audition on your own mm -hmm. um um that's pretty cool but we're always up for new members any age okay. as long as you're not over 18 so i will make sure we put all the information into the description and share everything all over our social media as Yay, well. thank see you. if we can drum up some more interest it's the kind of project you want to see happening everywhere isn't it really yeah like all all towns and all cities could benefit from something like that without a shadow of a doubt mm. great um let's come back to you for a second then hannah um you chose your early influence track uh, you went for billy taylor's i wish i knew how it felt to be free what was it about that one that got you hooked i was, I was chatting about this actually yesterday when i knew i was coming on the show and i'd chosen this one so i must have heard this on the tv it was the theme tune wasn't it film film 90 what when did it start being the film soundtrack <laughs> i don't know actually film 1862 or something like that. anyway yeah, yeah. I, yeah yes but that's yeah that's how i first came across it as well yeah Barry so Norman, I, wasn't it yes and yeah. i heard it on i must have heard it on there and then i had went to my local um record shop and bought a tape ben I remember those. Yeah, I bought a tape. There's rumours of them coming back. I'm not sure it's <laughs> going to catch on. So I bought a tape uh, with it on and it was the greatest hits and it was a double tape. So it was quite a thick one. And it said it was at the start of side three. And do you know what? It was at the end of side four or something like that. So I had to find where it was. And I stretched the tape so many times because I just wanted the tape <laughs> for this one song. Uh, and I, and then I used to go my my way of judging an album, you know, a compilation was did it have that song in it? So I've got so many tapes just for this one track. Why did I do that? Like what? Because <laughs> obviously streaming Things wasn't around then, and it meant yeah. obviously it was a good good one. Yeah. And I just love the feeling of this track. It makes me mm. smile. It makes me want to have a bit of a groove. I I can don't want to sing but i can sing along with the piano solo it is just an amazing track for me yeah. and it means so much
you also mentioned uh, my song by Keith Jarrett as well. Mm. Now this I have on CD. Mm-hmm. And I still remember all my CDs by the cover colour and the title. You know, I used to have them all in order and everything. And this probably was one of the first CDs of kind of proper jazz that I bought, I would say, um, introduced to me by a friend who I played with Nigel played in Nigel with and um, I just love this album this is my Desert Island Disc album and this is my favourite track of that album and considering I don't like soprano saxophone I've actually chosen another one later on too is soprano what's that about I think what it is it's the melody I as you know I'm a really melodic player and I love a melody and is it Jan Jan Garbrecht on that one it is yeah. yeah although I've heard on the radio, so they say Yangabarek, and I'm like, oh, have I been Ooh. saying it wrong? Uh, maybe. I, <laughs> I've always said Garbrecht, but, me but too. it could be the other way around. Let's but, go for yeah. that. You know, and yeah, they, okay. they try and mix it up. Um, just an amazing, amazing, and the introduction is just beautiful. Mm. It seems like a bit of a lullaby to me, that tune. Uh, sure. I could listen to it on repeat any time of the day, anywhere. It's like, mm-hmm. if you're happy or sad.
And then um, we'll... F- oh, we've got two more to go through, haven't we? I, I, I forgot we've got an extra one. Um, you went with Big Country by Bella Fleck and the Flecktones. Yeah. Have you listened to this one? I haven't, no. I haven't listened to this oh, one yet at all. I, I will do as soon think. as I'm finished with this, but yes. Uh, I was trying. Tell to th- me all about it. I was trying to remember when I first saw Bella Fleck, because this is kind of my wild card, really, because he's, I would say he's more known for folk. Mm. He plays banjo. Um, but he has has this project with called Bella Fleck and the Fleck Tones. Uh, ha- and they are amazing. I think, I was trying to work, work it out, I think I saw them in 2009 when they were supporting Chick Corea at the London Jazz Festival at the Barbican. And I adore Chick Corea, but you know what? Bella Fleck, the support, blew Chick Corea out the water. Yeah. Uh, they were just amazing. This one song stuck with me. They had um, Victor Wooten on bass. Actually, he plays Fretless on this. Mm-hmm. And his brother, um, what's his name? Roy, Roy, I think, Roy Wooten, is called Future Man. <laughs> nice. Good name. And Future Man plays drum synth sounds and his it looks like a guitar but it's got all these patches on it and all these wires okay. hanging off and he makes amazing percussion sounds with it yeah um he i think he's made this gadget but i just love the fact he's called future man uh and then it also had uh what's his name harold levy is it is that his name um i might have yeah howard howard levy on harmonica and he plays piano at the same time <laughs> wow but on this, on the recordings that I could find, actually Howard isn't on it, and it's got a soprano sax playing the melody. But such an uplifting tune. It's just a simple folk melody that Bella wrote, and oh my goodness, it's just wonderful. Mm. It's just so uplifting. It ebbs and flows. It kind of has a conversation between bass and the soprano sax. Oh, it's just great. You just, yeah. it is everything that. I think you should be on stage. It was captivating to watch. In fact, the whole set was.
we will finish today then um, with uh, another one, another track from Inside Out um, called Keep Walking. Why yeah. did you choose this one? Uh, so Keep Walking, uh, I wrote quite late on, I think, close to the album when we recorded it. And um, it's got a funny story, really. I, want, I wanted to have a kind of strutting, energetic piece. Um, and I, it was inspired, sounds funny, by me splitting up with my husband. It wasn't an amazing marriage. And okay. it came to the time for us to depart. And um, he was walking up the cobbledy path here in this cottage. And then he turned round and looked at the house and I was not standing at the window waving him off. And I just thought, oh no, keep walking. And Mm. that was kind of the inspiration for this track, which is a funk, um, a funky tune. And um, I just love the feel of it. Um, It just means a lot to me. It was kind of the time where I thought I can do it and you can be on your own and you can sort your stuff out, you know and you can you can manage and that's what that track means to me and people seem to like it mm. um people quite like the story it's the, and it, the album sounds as though it's sad you know oh my dad died and uh, but yeah. actually the <laughs> album is quite really upbeat and it's, yes it certainly it certainly didn't sound sad at all when you were playing playing us the, the music from it at the, at the club <laughs> no it's not sad it's more a kind of a processing and it's all okay you know good life yeah. goes on right yeah for the better definitely Mm. amazing thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today hannah you're welcome lovely to speak with you good luck with absolutely everything you're quite incredible the amount of projects and things you've got going on it's great to see so much success um yeah love it thank you um yeah thank you so much and we'll see you again at wakefield at some point yeah i've got loads of projects ben amazing send them up we'll we'll get you in Definitely. Get, get you some sort of dinner on the go yeah <laughs> all right cheers Anna. enjoy the rest of your day thank you thank you bye bye Thank you.